Hello and welcome to episode number 82 of Five Star Potential, a weekly football manager podcast brought to you by Weestream FM. This week, I have the pleasure of being joined by Mr. Teach. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Hello. Uh, Mr. Joseph, hello. Hello, Spartacus. <laughs> I'm not Spartacus. <laughs> uh, Mr. Zoop, hello and welcome. Good afternoon, sir. Evening or whatever it is. Uh, it's closer to tomorrow morning, but never mind. Uh, Mr. Dave has a party. Welcome. Hello, Matthew. Hello, and running us off is Mr. Kurt McDizzle. Nice of you to make it. Oh. Shots <laughs> <Jeez>. fired. <laughs> hey, he was in my stream today being nothing but abusive, so I'm, he's getting it back tonight. <laughs> I wasn't being abusive. Thanks for the heads up, Kurt. The quizzes that you've screwed Called me over me with. a fraud. He wasn't being abusive, he's trying to be relevant. I mean, when did you last stream? Uh, before, uh, sorry, yeah, go on. Go on. I mean, Matt's like the fucking Tottenham advert, isn't he? The only place in London to see Champions League football. He's like the equivalent <laughs> for streamers. <laughs> anyway, uh, aside from jibes across the bow towards everyone, uh, this week we're, we're talking once again about sort of building a tactic. Now, we did speak about this nearly 40 episodes ago which is kind of crazy i didn't think it was that long ago but we're going to be covering that and uh, we also have a, a wonderful quiz where kurt dizzle has got um big shoes of his own to fill so i hope he's brought his uh, pair of clown shoes or something anyway uh, who wants to start us off with some save updates i think i don't know has anyone got any save updates this week update us <laughs> on yours busy. matt oh. update, uh, oh, it's a week old now there. isn't it or two weeks old <laughs> jesus Thank you Oh, you went for me. I'm going for you back now. <laughs> I mean, you started it quite literally. Well, technically, you did, but go on. <laughs> Stop putting each other's ears and just go and fuck each other. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll book the room, Matt. Come on. Uh, well, birthday. Okay. Okay, I haven't streamed, as you've already made very, very relevant uh, and very out there. So I haven't right, got an Dave. update to give you. Hmm. Marvellous. Um, have you got... Are you willing to... Cause Mr. Kurt Dizzle did drop uh, a couple of exclusive bombs on his stream that you're, you've got a sort of a, a safe plan. Are you willing to divulge any information on that? Um, it's it's the same about the impossible dream. That's all I can say, really. It's a song, isn't it? No. <laughs> well, it might be, to be fair. It, it is. Definitely uh, no, I haven't got anything finalised. I'll just leave it later. You've definitely got to use that soundtrack as your yeah. intro. <laughs> With the smoke and the flashing lights. Hey, smoke's mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Okay, that's all we're getting out of dupe then. Very tight-lipped. That's what she like said. Um, Mr. Teach. Yo. Uh, your plans have been leaked somewhat, so... I mean, by yourself, so... Well, it's, 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 it's like... It's, we're still giving I mean, everyone your password to your iCloud. We account. sort of spoke about it last week. Um, I'm, I'm going to be going into lower league management, which is quite funny because I've ne the lowest I've ever been is like I think it was Conference North, Panorama North, or whatever it is. Um, and this is going to be like I'm using uh, the FM editor. Obviously, I'm sure most of us have come across on Twitter. I'm using his level ten database. Um, so uh, GG FM editor. Um, but yeah, um, I'm going to be down, and I believe it's about the eighth. Tier, um, which is going to be very different for me. And as we spoke about this a lot in the past, about you know your manager uh, attribute. I mean, you used to fall foul of this, Matt, going into Premier League clubs as a Sunday League manager. Uh, but I always match 
what the you know what the reputation of the club would expect from their manager. <clears throat> so I loaded the database up there a few days ago, uh, created my manager, and uh, yeah, seeing all the attributes at ones and twos, it's like yes, getting there. So it's going to be a very different different sort of experience. It's one that they've like loads of times over the last couple of years of streaming <clears throat> loads of viewers have asked oh, teach to do something like proper low league proper and now this is this is pretty fucking low so you know hopefully uh, hopefully they'll enjoy it but I'm I'm excited because it's going to be something very different and new for me <clears throat> I've always played and it's no secret I've always played football managers a fantasy football style game um, where you know clubs with if nothing else, at least decent money to go and snap up some of the youngsters and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, it's going to be much more losing players on a weekly basis due to not having contracts and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it'd be great fun. Be great fun. So uh, yeah, that's that's probably. I would imagine by the time this has gone out, it'll be you know we'll be pretty much live with it. Out of thought. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Have you decided upon the team or? Are you willing to let us know who it is? Yeah, well, <clears throat> as I say, <clears throat> I'll uh, probably be streaming by the time this goes out, so it'll be no secret anyway. But um, the closest team to where I was born and brought up, it's uh, Drawsden. Um, so not a team I supported. I'll, I'll say that much. I'm a United fan, and any Mancunians who are United fans will know that uh, you support United and no fucker else. Um, but geographically, the closest club to to where where I was where I was brought up. So. Uh, yeah, it'd be great fun. Great fun. So Drawston haven't been too long outside of the sort of the playable leagues anyway, so Yeah. Uh actually went to university with a guy who used to play for Drawston. Yeah. Um anyway, uh Mr Kurt McDizzle. Now I've had the pleasure to frequent your streams this week. So uh update the masses on what you've been doing. Hmm. Um <laughs> Apart from breaking your monitor in your headphones. Yeah, obviously. broke my monitor in my headphones. That was a bad day. Um, we So basically, at the start of uh, the, our second season, we got promoted to, to League 2 in Season 1. And at the start of the second season, we were just massively inconsistent. And then went on a, a little run of games, probably about six six games maybe, where we, we didn't win. We drew quite a lot of those games and... And could consider ourselves unlucky in a few of them, um, but we were sort of hovering around relegation. And then mid-season, everything sort of turned around. We went on a little, um, I think it was like 10-match unbeaten streak where we won eight of those games and basically put ourselves in the mix for the playoffs, which was wholly unlikely given our start. Um, anyway, with five games to go... Uh, we were two points off a playoff spot, but playing uh, a couple of those games were against teams in and around us. Um, in those five games to go, we conceded last-minute equalisers, like injury-time equalisers, in three of those games. Um, and, yeah, just basically we didn't pick up a win in our last eight games, I think. Um, so we ended up finishing the season in 13th place. Um Still not that far off the playoffs, given um, given how many games that we lost, which kind of makes it even more annoying that we missed out on it because we absolutely threw it away ourselves. It would have been in the palm of our own hands, um, but we were our own worst enemy. So we've just started rebuilding for season three. Uh, we had a takeover 
from a tycoon. Um, yeah, who pumped a ma- who gave us a massive transfer budget of thirty five grand. So that that'll be fun to spend. Um, yeah, it, it it was just one of those streams. So it was um, it was a couple of days ago. It was one of those streams that was just out to rustle me. Um, but we've we've decided from this point on we're going to be Zen AF and just take the rough with the smooth. And uh, hopefully, hopefully season three, uh, we're predicted to finish sixth. So uh, fingers crossed we can uh, we can be in and around the sort of playoff spot, if not automatic promotion. I've been enjoying it, uh, watching, watching not just the rage, but you seeing you sort of try to rebuild. And you've got quite a few sort of prospects who, who have come through that golden generation that you're able to give game time to which yeah is we, nice to see. i mean the last game of the season admittedly there was nothing to play for in the last game of the season but we had um five players uh in the squad that had come from that golden generation who were um 16 and 17 years old um and there's sort of there's two or three of them that are going to be in and around the first team next year um so yeah it's exciting times that we've got a lot of potential in our squad um I think if we complement it with a little bit of experience in the summer, maybe, uh, you know, we could be we could be onto a winner. Well, I, the one thing I I sort of was hoping you had mentioned, but you didn't, was the 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 goal of the season. Oh yeah, so one of our golden generation. So I've spoken about Dan- Daniel Alecci on on the pod before, who was definitely the the best player from that golden generation. But we've also got a young striker called Jason Letissier, who. Um, is, was born in Aldershot. He is listed as an Aldershot fan on his bio. And uh, on his, I think his second substitute appearance as a 16-year-old, in the 88th minute, it was nil-nil against Grimsby. He got the ball about 40 yards out, maybe carried it forward five yards and then pinged it along the floor, like one of the hardest shots I've ever seen in Football Manager, <laughs> into the bottom corner. It was uh, It was a glorious moment. Scenes, absolute scenes. Um, Dave and Joseph, has the network save been a go this week, or have you been sort of on individual duty this week? We we've played a little bit, but playing time has been limited. Uh, but I'd assume we're hoping to get back on it next week. Um, I think we're more or less at the midpoint of season three now, um, so we're almost in January. I think I got out of the Champions League group. I think I beat Leon, who were the Champions League holders. So uh, it was me and Barcelona that got out of our group. I know Joe was already qualified. I think the league, I don't think any of us have dropped points since the last time we spoke, really. So Joe's still um, trying to claw back the points that he lost early doors. Um, and luckily for me, I haven't dropped any in the league at the moment. But I know with Joe, um, with his good form in the Champions League and I'd assume he'll have additions coming in January it'll be an interesting uh, challenge for the second half of the season No signings for me son Oh God, My squad's too big I've got 155 players it's ridiculous <laughs> <clears throat> um, But yeah I think the league is going to be so difficult because unless Dave slips up even if I beat him you know I'm miles away but he'll be out of Europe before me hopefully and uh I'll just get this, get some more silverware in the cabinet. With your 155 players, is this sort of all part of your greater plan, or is it just you, you're pretending to be wolves? Hey, 
No, I'm I'm well. I'm acting within FFP, mate. <laughs> Wolves have probably got one of the smallest squads in the Premier League, and we're well within FFP, by the way. It's more stockpiling Portuguese players. But. There's quite. A, I've got obviously got lots and lots of Portuguese players, but it's it's more tidying up the under 23s in the B team to make them better quality rather than having a stockpile. And I think where I think the academies haven't produced too many good new gens yet that I've kind of stockpiled some talent from elsewhere around the globe and then as the academy starts producing I won't need to go out and spend as much money because what I'd like to do now is start working on the debt that the club's got rather than just going out and buying talent I like it Um, well hopefully you do get back on the the network save hype a bit more for next week because it's uh, it's nice to hear the updates because I think because it's not a, uh, I guess it, yeah, I know you you dropped a blog last week, Joe, about sort of your your approach to um, sort of well, speaking about the the players that you're bringing through uh, your convey about, I think was the term you used. But um, it's nice to sort of I like the rivalry between you and Dave, whether it's sort of false or not. It it's it's nice seeing the beef being slung all over Twitter. It's like it's like boxing, isn't it? It's you know. They absolutely slag each other off all the time, but then in in secret, he's all right, really. Um, <laughs> and yeah, as you say, I've dropped a blog about the. That's that's how I knew about the 155 players because I was I exported it into Excel, and I was like, oh my fucking god, there's a lot of players in there. Um, and then yeah, as I say, on we put the our combined best eleven as well as on WeStreamFM.com. Um, so it is even though we're kind of doing our own thing we're, we're trying to kind of make some combined content as well as slagging each other off on Twitter love it right um, well that's, I think that's pretty much it we can now move into the, the team meeting which is sort of how to build a tactic I guess part two um, hang, on, last, hang on another second oh. hang oh. on oh. Oh. here we go considering, considering someone else here dropped some go. fucking cinematic bastard montage on Twitter <laughs> come on you can prom- you can at least promote your your save in here rather than in my stream. So. Oh, lame! <laughs> just just lay it down on the pod, and you know you can edit it out later. I, I, Monday morning. I didn't edit the last one out fully. fully. I, I think we were running short on time last time. Anyway, yeah. I've decided what I'm doing save wise, and I now have my graphics in line. So, uh, my I have unfinished business with that thing called the Sir Alex Ferguson challenge. So that's what I'm doing. Um, purely because I want to save the other ideas I had for next year potentially um, without having to fanny around with databases and stuff awkward uh, so is this, a brand, <laughs> is this a brand new start this will be a brand I'd new start call it the impossible dream <laughs> you should definitely call it the impossible dream <laughs> and, and use the Honda music as the intro yeah. <laughs> this is why we should talk more often <laughs> <laughs> you would, but you have to turn up. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'll get some pikeys to ransack my work. You don't um, work. <laughs> don't get them around your house, mate. Be a nightmare. I did my drive? To be fair, they did a good job. Tarmac or, or block paving? Block paving. I just removed everything off block of it. Pa- <laughs> <laughs> block paving, but oddly, next door they lost their block paving the day before. Um, 
I mean, so, I announced the other week I was going to do Chelsea or something or a Sir Alex Ferguson challenge. It's not new. Is there, an, is there an update to the Sir Alex Ferguson challenge? Is it like have four years off, then take control of a club via pseudonym <laughs> called Oli Gunnar Solskjaer? <laughs> don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, so hey, don't dope. You're right. <laughs> Pete just he, in nodding. He prefers not to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's stolen that image, but you know. Anyway, um, okay, didn't steal a safe. Sorry, I haven't got all day to make a shitty little uh, one-minute promo. Sorry, dude. Oh. I have work to do. Oh, what is it with this fucking shade I'm being cast today? Lips not in. It's fine, Matthew. You take it, sir. You take that dream and you run with it, dude. The impossible dream is shut down in Swindon as Honda has, so it's fine. That's shut down in Swindon. Swindon. That's, that's relevant. That is actually... Uh, yeah. That's happened. Bang, that's yeah. bang on. Yeah. I mean, so. rip anyone who works for Honda. That's, you know, I was not poking fun. It's to do... Buck up, mate. It'll make the house prices where I live go down. So I'm happy as Larry. Um. Anyway, yeah, well... So, Sir Alex Ferguson challenge. Are you, you gonna, well, obviously, you've not simmed it. Are you going to be simming this live on stream and then I'm, you'll get your team and whatnot? I have not decided how I'm going to go about I might do it. I might just... Because I want to keep it a surprise for myself as well. Yeah. Um, so, I don't... I'm not going to sort of play play anything ahead of time. I might just um, sort of simulate it to, to sort of the week ahead of or yeah. something like that. So, I'm not... Because I don't want to be waiting for six months of of simulation to get to that point um so it will it'll be interesting uh, i did notice uh that uh the shulker boss strangely enough has been sacked this week as well so uh there's a bit i wonder of, why sort of, <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's there's a bit of uh i don't know full circleness about the whole thing that i've decided i'm actually going to play football manager for the first time this year properly and then he gets sacked so i see skulls he walked away as well I see yeah. that, yeah. yeah, which is weird. It's it, it, I. I don't know if anyone actually read his sort of very short statement. Basically, it sounds like the board had said something. Did you him. read anything before he went into the job? Because he stated that if they interfere, he'll walk, and so clearly they must have interfered. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's what his the statement that he read suggested that uh, he that was the case really. That lad, gave the board an ult- that, that lad gave the board an ultimatum in the first week of taking the job. We all know how that goes down. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like he, his results haven't exactly been amazing. Uh, I think he's drawn three, lost two. He's fucking Oldham. What do you expect? Uh, I don't know. Not bad losing for a ginger. To, to Berry. Local-ish rivals. The team meeting. We can now move into the team meeting if everyone's happy to do so. Marvellous. Okay, so we're we're talking this week about uh, sort of steps you can take to building a tactic. As I mentioned in the intro, we we spoke about this before at, towards the end of FM18's life cycle. Uh, so I guess in preparation for FM19 dropping, and it's been a long time since we actually looked at this. And obviously, that there have been changes made in FM19 along with different other parts and various patches that have dropped, particularly recently, uh, and we've had a chance to actually play FM19 now and maybe see how things have changed for us and also suggested sort of more either new or audience members or just people who are new to the game how we go about things or 
other ways that you can maybe think outside the box when it comes to trying to translate real football into football manager. Uh, who wants to get us started? It's easy this Something. year. Find out what the exploits are and just put them in, basically. <laughs> it worked for me last year. Last year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've, we've spoken a lot about how it feels like this year's we're you know you're playing the game rather than um creating something tactically and i've kind of I've, I've i've not embraced some of the exploits but like like i'm finding myself putting fullbacks and wingers on cross from deep because the you know the crosses hit the first man if they try and beat them and get to the byline and just little things like that um but yeah that's probably not what you wanted to talk about what well, you wanted to talk about building the tactic wasn't it and i'm just yeah. Going on to so, shall I? Shall I? I'll start with. Let's uh, say so Joe's put a really good framework together to try and keep us sort of on track, but also make this, I guess, useful for someone who's actually trying to use it as a guide of sorts. Uh, so, when it comes to sort of getting a tactical idea down, and I know some of us do this already, do you sort of write it down? Do you have like bullet points of what you want to achieve? How do how do we go about sort of the initial idea? Well, maybe even like suggesting like the spark, the thing that actually starts off the create, like the the creative process of of creating this tactic. So, I guess for me, it would have to be um, a player or someone that I want to utilize in their best role, or somebody I think is going to stand out, um, and then kind of build it around them, kind of going with an ethos that I want to go with, and then slowly build it into something that works for me with with people coming in, people leaving, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that's how I would do it. I'd look for somebody that I think is going to be either most creative or, or strongest at the back and play to their strengths and then see kind of where we go from there. Normally, like I said, I'm kind of a lower league team. So that's probably why I'd go for that. Yeah, I think it's sort of what Dupe said. Um, a lot of the time, I mean, this might just be us, but I know a lot of the time we sort of have an, an idea or tactic in our head or a reason we're, we're going to use a team because of a player and we know that play is going to be quite central to the way we play. Um, so I think if you've got the idea beforehand, like you said, Matt, if, you, if you've if you sort of got it written down and making notes to, to say how it works, I know Curtie said you're sort of playing against the game, but if, if, if you wanted to stick with how you wanted to play, you make notes beforehand and, and sort of put that into the game. But um, sometimes, obviously, it does depend on, on your current playing squad to start off with. Have you got the money to buy in the players that you want to suit your team? Or are you going to have to then amend your tactic to suit the current team? So there's lots of, obviously, different factors that I'm sure we'll be talking about anyway. I think, yeah, there's there's two ways to approach it, isn't there? Like um, like last year, Joe did his Villarreal save and he very much had the system in mind, I think, before he'd even seen the squad. Like, you know... I'm not sure if you you approached that Joe and thought right okay I've got that player and I know he can play there so I can implement this system. Actually, I think what he we did is he looked at Pellegrini's system from you know many moons ago and just thought right okay that's how I'm going to implement it and I'm going to recruit for that system. Um, whereas like for my save now Aldershot I'm I've got this young kid Daniel Lecce and I want to kind of build the team around him. So I'm very much trying to build a system that gets the best out of him. Um, so th- I think they're the two different ways that you that you approach it initially. Yeah, I mean, there's no point going in with a uh, a winger heavy formation and you go to a club and you haven't got any decent wingers. It 
you're not going to get the success that you want straight away. You'll get annoyed with that tactic and then you will have to find something else that works. Um, and you've, like Curtis says, you may think about a tactic that you want to implement. You may get into that tactic and then somebody comes through the youth or you, you, you manage to get somebody you didn't think you'd manage to get in and then you're going to mould it round to how, how, how they'll best play. I don't think... I mean, apart from when I was at Forest Green, the four-one-two-one-two, I literally stuck with that and only bought players that would fit into that. But I think nowadays you've got to keep changing and or keep moulding it into to something a bit better because they're cottoning on a bit quicker as well. I think I'm quite guilty of uh, looking too much into player familiarity as well. So if I've got an idea of a tactic and then I'm thinking, oh, this player doesn't really play well there, but he's really good, so what can I do? Um, I always cast my mind back to when we were at SI and, and Tobes was on the live stream and he was there like, oh, I'm going to play him there. And everyone's like, why? And he goes, well, his familiarity isn't that good, but I just tend to ignore the, the green circle. And like, the, I'm pretty sure the player, whoever he picked there, did something in that match as well. So oh, God, Lingery smashed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was something to do, there was one with a, a winger as well, who was more uh, suited to a right wing you played him on the left they're like why are you playing him on the left because he's got cut in from the left as one of his PPMs or something something like that or traits um, yeah. well, I'm, I think I'm guilty of that just looking too much at saying oh he, he's a whatever he's a right back he's no or, or right mid I'm not playing with wingers whereas he's probably actually got decent enough attributes to play as an attacking midfielder or potentially even a forward so I think um, that's another way to look at things as well when preparing your tactic yeah, and there's an, there's an argument here if like was saying then he'd like he'd recruit towards his four one two one two and Dave's just sort of touched on it with the the green ring and and everything else but like sometimes you have an idea like a tactical idea that you want to implement like wouldn't be scared if you don't have the perfect players to fit it in because you still want to get that tactical familiarity with the squad that it does work for so you know you got someone who's maybe not quite as efficient playing out in position X wherever it may be. Um, but if you're in a in a in a club that you know that you can recruit, then you know don't don't penalise yourself by not rocking the system that you want to run because one or two players don't fit. It. You know, run it for the for the rest of the squad that you do want to get familiar with it until you reach your window or your point when you can you can play someone. And then sometimes you'll be surprised. You know, I remember I remember I remember Memphis Depay in FM sixteen, I think it was, and and, and Martial last year. You know, playing in positions that they were effectively very dark orange or red and just utterly ridiculously good. The pair of them, I'm pretty sure, no, maybe not Memphis, but certainly Marshall ended up with a Ballon d'Or in a position that, you know, is, is pretty much dark orange or red. So, you know, you should never let you should never let it hold you back. I'm not saying that you should go with that on every position or out like that, but, like, it's more to the point, like, if you've got something in your mind that you want to run, then run it. The squad can be changed. So apparently, you know, that's what we're meant to be there for. You know, we're meant to be there to manage it. So, and you know, just to back that up, I think what you're saying about the players there is just don't be, don't fixate on picking too many attributes that have to be perfect. Um, just for an instance, when I look at fullbacks, I generally look at kind of their pace and crossing. So I look for two things. I'm not looking at all the other attributes that are in there because I think it starts to 
you get a bit confused and you start fixating on things that you really don't need to worry about. Think of what you you want them their primary function to be. And I know that sounds weird for a fullback, but um, I had Alexis Sellermakers, and I think I've sold him for like 50 mil to Juventus and he had tackling of seven for a fullback, you know, but he was still one of the best performers in the league because I'm a top club in that league. I'm not going to be doing much defending. It's more about the attacking. So don't get fixated going, he's, because he's a fullback, he has to have tackling above 13, 14, whatever it needs to be. You know, look for what you actually want from the tactic and if they will work, use those attributes to your advantage, whether you've got a green ring, a red ring, or there's an attribute that doesn't look as tasty. I think that's especially prevalent in lower league football as well. You know, you want you want people to just basically do their job in lower league football. So it's a case of, okay, a, a fullback... These are the key attributes for a fullback. Okay, let's pick a couple. Of, like, my my fullback's going to be defending. Are they going to be attacking? Let's just pick a couple. You know, two or three key attributes for that position, um, and and then we can bring someone in, um, realistic rather than you know trying to find sort of a championship player to loan in. But um, just going back to what Tobe said, like with regards to fitting players into the shape that you want. Like if you look at real life examples, like Jurgen Klopp, for example, you know he plays kind of one way. He plays a Gagan pressing style, and he played that as soon as he got to Liverpool. It's not like he thought, okay, well these guys can't quite play it this way, so I'm going to shift to a a four four two and then and then try and fit my system in later down the line. He was like, no, we're playing this way. You guys are fitting in, or you're getting shipped out. Same adverse when you're talking about like you know picking up <clears throat> players with uh, you know pick up a couple of attributes. You know, the same can be said, like, you know, you're thinking higher up the pitch. The amount of times I've seen people disregard, say, a young striker because he might have finishing of nine or ten, let's say. You know, but we'll completely ignore the fact that, you know, his, his other attributes for that role, you know, his composure, you know, he's off, the, he's off the ball. Everything that's going on is, like, sky high, but they'll dial in on finishing. It's like, oh, his finishing's eight, so he's going to be absolute garbage. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, if his uh, if his composure's you know touching on sixteen, seventeen, along with everything else, you know, you'll you'll find his finishing's not going to absolutely destroy him. Do you know what I mean? I think sometimes people are are a bit too worried about about things in in this game, like being perfect. And I don't mean from a from a like like software point of view or out like that or or anything like that. What I'm saying is like sometimes people seek perfection when they're trying to build a tactic, and it's it's genuinely not required. Go for something solid and rounded. But, uh, but I yeah, I think people tend to ignore player traits maybe a little bit too much as well. Um, player you know, traits are so. I've, I've, I've sorry, Kurt, you carry on. No, Go I was on. just going to say, like you know, people hone in on attributes a hell of a lot, but disregard player traits. And you know, if you think again, I'm going back to sort of real life football, but like football in Football Manager, role, their roles are there so that we can create a framework visually for ourselves but actually in real life football you'd bring in a player because he likes to come deep to get the ball or you know he likes to ping long passes like player traits are so important in this game and they get overlooked so often i don't think too many people understand the amount of conversations i've had on stream and people have not <clears throat> have not understood that you know if they've got a player who likes to hug the line you know, and they're playing him as an inside forward to, you know, to try and cut in. It's like mm. you, 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 you're fighting against him. 
you know, you got to run with what he's got or un, unteach it, unlearn it, whatever. Um, but yeah, there's been many a conversations over the last couple of years where, um, you know, some people, not everyone, of course, but some people have just not understood sort of the, the sort of team instruction, player instruction, PPM hierarchy of, of the way it sort of plays its way down into a tactic, you know? Do do many of you you well try and train play well uh, traits into players often, or do you think you not, don't do it enough? Or I I, th- I don't think I do it enough <clears throat> yeah. more often than not, and it's like it's not because um, I don't know it's there. It's because I rarely have systems that I have expectations. I mean, bear in mind again. Like I played generally fantasy football. If a player's not working, I've already got my eye on someone else who's not at the club who I know can come in and do a job. But I rarely have systems in truth for as much as I jot stuff down. I rarely have a system where it's like, I would love this guy to be able to dictate the tempo and this guy yeah. to be able to play one-twos and that chap to be coming deep to get the ball. I, I'll be honest, hands up, I rarely try and work those in. Um, <clears throat> but then I've had... I've not always had great success with the teaching of a PPM over the years. And I think maybe I've been burnt in the past and I've gone like, well, I'm not wasting my time doing that again. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, just the truth of it. I think I would. I only do it if I'm really, really comfortable with the system. Like I, t- I tinker too much, I think. So like if I was to train a player to, to, you know, to come deep and get the ball, you know, there's every chance in a, in a couple of months' time or, or at the start of next season, you know, I'm, I might... He might be sort of fitting the mold as a as a, an advanced playmaker or something like that. Do you know what I mean? So, if I'm really really comfortable with the system, I might do it. But like I say, I tinker too much, and I probably don't do it enough. I guess we can sort of move on to sort of because we've kind of covered over sort of how we sort of get a tactic to fit into a squad. But are there any positions that I mean? Dave kind of touched on it earlier with uh, sort of positions that maybe we can't pick because there is a, a flaw in the match engine or they exploit something or other how do you factor that into a tactic that you build do you say screw it i'm gonna use it regardless because it's available to me i don't care if it's gamifying or do you try to either remove yourself from those positions or avoid them or or on the opposite side of the coin there are positions that you would love to include but can't because they don't do or don't perform how you expect them to perform according to their according to their description in game, or how you an- anticipate them working in real life, but don't work like that in football manager terms. Um, so, and it's exclusive to this version of the game because I've never seen it before. Um, but I had an issue with a wing back support um, where just randomly he'd run from one side of the pitch to another, like almost to try and close the ball down on the opposite side of the pitch. Um, and I put it on Twitter actually, and a few people replied with the same issue. And the running theme seems to be that it's a wing back support. Um, so basically, now I completely rule out playing a wing back on support. I've just been rocking fullbacks, and I haven't seen the issue since. So um, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit of a bug that has been reported, but um, that basically that's the only role that I won't touch at the moment. And how did how did finding that out make you feel? <laughs> Therapy session incoming. <laughs> yeah, I was fine. I was fine. 
took it you really well. You were fine. I took it really how well. Was your, how, was, how was your headphones? Do you know what? The, the annoying thing is that it, it caused us to concede a goal. And my poor centre-back, my poor centre-back, who basically had nothing to do with it, like the full-back just completely abandoned his post, leaving the centre-back com- like just with two men at the far post, could do nothing because the cross was already coming in. He got the blame for the goal, uh, incredibly. So he ended up with like a six point one and a and a goal mistake added to his to his column. Like it's just a bonkers. Bonkers. The three just imagine Curtis is... going onto the pitch like it's all right, son, this wasn't your fault. Him <laughs> over there, however, he's the fucking one. He's gone now. I've got rid of him. <laughs> At least you don't hold a grudge. No. <laughs> But what about you, Matt? Because you loved the halfback, didn't you? Oh, don't. I it, I don't know if I've been so scared to look at it to see if it if it's been resolved or not. I don't think it has. Um, but yeah, that 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 bugs me quite a lot. Um, that it only works properly if you sort of move, move the fullbacks into the DM strata when really you should be able to play a flat back four if you want to, like. How uh, Pep would have when he was at Barca, uh, with uh, biscuits uh, dropping into into sort of make up a back three as the fullbacks push on, but it just doesn't work like that, or it hasn't worked in previous versions. I've not used it this year, but I do like the halfback role as as um, as a mechanism for both defending and attacking. I think it 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 can make what seems to be a very defensive tactic on paper completely change when once you have possession um watching that the the defensive or the the uh, center back pairing split and then drop in deep the movement watching that it yeah erect when it works but when it doesn't well opposite of erect yeah i used Inverted. the half back uh for a period during the season and it worked quite well but then i had to ditch the wing backs so the the halfback was made redundant, but the role one role I'd really do like, and uh, it didn't really work, I don't think, or it wasn't programmed correctly when it first came in, was is the inverted wing back. The amount of support that gives in central areas when you're playing when you've got possession is is tremendous. It's really really good to watch. I think when it was first introduced, uh, friend of the show show Shrunaldo, I think it was about four different versions of FM that it was pretty much. Uh, each time is it is it fixed? No, it's not fixed. So I'll I'll write an article about why it's not fixed and and sh- you know example A B C X Y Z. Um, it went went into quite the depth about how badly it wasn't doing what it should be doing. Um, I guess we should move on to sort of well Joe's put down here distribution starts from the goalkeeper. Um, so what tips do we have for for people that maybe are looking to build sort of a possession based tactic I guess uh, how do they actually achieve that I guess I guess watch watch the game like you know I, I've i gone through periods of trying to build out through the back but because we're playing against you know four four twos and stuff like that quite often the strikers will be right up on my centre backs when my goalkeeper has the ball so you've got to switch it up um, so just just watch the game, watch what the opposition players are doing. If they're closing down your defenders, from when your goalkeeper has the ball, it's going to be difficult for him to to play a pass. So maybe maybe look to distribute in other areas. But then if you've got a five foot six striker, maybe don't hoof the ball up to him. Like it's it's just it's just very very much um, common sense, really. Yeah, I was about to say it's more it's more or less common sense. But the point you said there about just sort of watching the game, 
Uh, normally, what I used well tend to do is distribute to fullbacks, whether well by rolling it out normally, because you've got a higher chance of keeping the possession. Um, I suppose in lower league, Curtis, I don't know if you see it often. Even if you've got a smaller striker, if you are booting it long, are you? Do you see many errors from the centre backs that leave it maybe, and it bounces over the head and you're in? Or do you know? I haven't got the best centre backs in the world, but I'm, I, they're fairly good, uh, even with their limited ability to to play yeah. the ball out to them. Um, so I like I I tend to build from the back because you, I find you lose you just lose so much possession and like transitions. Um, if you're losing the ball in the middle of the park, can be an absolute killer. Um, so if you're hoofing the ball up and it's coming straight back at you, like but I mean, like if if have you ever seen it much or seen it against you? If your keeper or a free kick is taken long, do you see it sort of their centre halves miss the ball and you're in very often? Or yeah, there's quite a few balls over the top. Um, yeah, in lower league, like just you know, uh, hoof balls over the top, which tend to end in in chances. Um, I, I haven't managed enough in higher leagues to know that if it's a, yeah. uh, a thing there in higher leagues as well. But certainly in lower league, you get a hoof ball over the top, and you know, every now and again, your striker will get in. Mm. Yeah, I think I left that that being not to just look at how the goalkeepers are distributing the ball, but just about watching what's happening to kind of keep it simple. I done a little Twitter thread about when I played Dave, and I noticed that I was getting overrun in midfield, and I think I. Mer- uh, I talked about it on one of the previous pods where it was about just putting another an extra man into midfield can make us have more possession. Um, and Dave was dominating. He had three men in midfield, so I went and I, I made a tactic with four four men in the midfield, literally just and we we retained possession. And his midfield had nothing to do other than pass it back to the defenders, and they were kicking it long. And that's how we just managed to sweep up a whole game. So it's more about just watching and making simple kind of one change at a time to see what works rather than just going this doesn't work screw it up and start again you, you'll get much better results by just looking and just changing things simply one of the greatest pieces of advice I've read um, and shock horror like you know because we've got to be careful who we promote because you know you have to promote people who you don't read stuff from or watch stuff with and all the rest of it um, but um you know, shock horror. Um, it was from Cleon. Um, oddly, because I fucking read his stuff, unlike some people who I don't. Um, and he said, and it was in one of his older articles now, and I'm pretty sure he still stands by it. For those people who play key highlights, this would be like, to, to some of us, maybe not so much, but to those people who play key highlights and they rush things together, play the game on comprehensive or full match for the first 15 minutes to understand how your opposition are going to play against you. It's one thing seeing the team sheet. It's one thing even getting a scout report, which, as we all know, scout reports and analyst reports and stuff are more often than not not quite right. But like, play out the first 15 minutes so that you can understand what the opposition are trying to do and how they've set out for that day. And that will change as the game goes on, but ultimately the team will come in with, a, with an out-and-out plan. Watch the first 15 minutes, and if you feel you have to, adjust... Uh, at that 15 minute mark and uh, as I said it's one of the greatest bits of advice I've seen written um, and like even Cleon said himself like you tend to watch the first 15 minutes and then there on in he'll run extended because he knows how the team have laid out and he'll keep his eye out for changes as he goes 
but the uh, the first quarter of an hour is the important one before you change. Um, so yeah, although we don't have a community section on this podcast, and you know, very rarely have we had a community section that is all about uh, shouting out other creators in the community and singling people out to try and you know lick their hoop like like past pro- podcasts. Now and again, we will give someone a holler if they're actually offering great content or sound advice. So yeah. Didn't want to respond on Twitter because I knew it would have blew up. But uh, yeah, it was a beautiful place. So there we go. And how does that make you feel? I feel a lot better. <laughs> I feel a lot better. No, it's just funny. I remember reading this on Twitter, and it was almost like it was. It's almost like it was casting shite on podcasts in general, and our ones being within that mix. But it was almost the way I read it. It was like we have this sort of community spotlight section shining on. Like, only a few people, but we don't have that. We don't have a spotlight section. We now and again just talk about something that someone's read, seen, watched, or heard throughout the week, you know? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just wanted to, uh, I don't know, almost clarify. I don't know how everyone else felt about that That little bit of that little bit of bullshit that, uh, that I read. I don't know. I don't follow him. I didn't but, care. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, and, and that's it. I didn't want didn't to respond on Twitter, but I definitely wanted to say something that, like, we don't, create this podcast to shout everyone out we create it to, to have a chat about football manager every week and now and again someone will be brought into it fair play do you know what I mean I say this, this whole chat whilst Joe brought sort of the the suggestion it sort of it, it tied in quite well with uh, one of the articles from the forum that Cleon actually suggested for you know the community at large to, to look at because it was about a guy's attempt at building a tactic uh, coming from someone who had never really done it properly or at least his attempts had always ended in what he classed as failure so he'd always revert back to using someone else's tactic and this was his sort of final sort of his almost his epiphany um, and taking a team uh, building everything completely logically (coughs) and actually starting completely from scratch um, but much like as as Dave said, Duke said uh, about building a team around one player, or at least using that player to start off the building blocks, and then it was a case of a, a an almost like an internal dialogue he had with himself to decide on which positions, and, and then obviously having he comes gets sort of the, the fork in the road about which way should I go, and then it was a case of I'll look at my players' attributes, base that against what I want to do. Will that work, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. And then eventually he builds up this logical tactic based upon what he has in front of him. It it seems to be that some people do think this is a bit of a dark art. When really, if you do break it down to the granular level of of everything, it's not it's not rocket science. It's just you have to put a bit of time and effort in and use use calm. I think is a bit different when when you're on camera and things get a bit dicey because you, you know you get into the game and you, you start to lack focus on what's actually going on whereas if you play offline I think you have a bit more time you're not having to focus on multiple things at the same time you can sort of actually take yourself out of the moment you know do the equivalent of uh, or the virtual equivalent of going up to the the top stands and looking at the game and seeing what's actually happening rather than waiting for it to you know go to the touchline ranting and raving and just losing your head completely anyway I've gone slightly sort of off kilter here but yeah basically um that article is really good so i will put the link in the description of the podcast if you haven't read it already 
Uh, we'll, I will leave it with one thing. Um, read and reread the player roles and then think about the players that are around that player. So which players behind him, which players ahead of him, who's to the left, who's to the right. And read the roles one after another. So read your two, your two central midfielders if, as if that's what it were. Then read that central midfielder with the right midfielder or whatever it may be and begin to think about how those roles are interacting with the roles that are immediately around it. That's always a always a good shout. So. I'll be very quick and say, when I do do a new tactic, that is one of the things I definitely do. And I, that's, again, without, that was picked up, I'm sure, maybe from yourself, Teach, but whether that was from Cleon as well, that just it freshens your mind when you are doing it. It, it is so crucial to it. It really is. Good. Well, I think we've covered off a lot of base. I think we may end up revisiting this once again because I think what we haven't really done a lot of is actually covering over bar sort of a little bit from Joe about what we look for and, and then what we would go and change. Um, maybe we can bring some scenarios forward with, uh, in a few weeks uh, and then actually talk through how we would how we would change those if we're struggling for something uh, to offer insight onto that or at least you know you'll get we'll definitely get some different opinions on on how each of us would would deal with a particular scenario but um i think it's time for for mr kurt dizzle's quiz uh he has got some very big boots to fill so uh take it away squire Curtis quiz so people seem to enjoy the quiz last week it was beautiful so is that um, the final so- answer <laughs> yeah, so um, w- this week, all right, now a few weeks ago, uh, Mr. Doop took the mantle of Quizmaster and came up with a really good concept of a 3.2.1 point system. Uh, Doop's quiz was all about guessing the year, but today's quiz, although it will have the same format, it's got a who am I theme. So I'm going to give you three clues to guess which Premier League footballer I'm talking about. If you answer after the first clue, you'll get three points. After the second clue, you get two points. Um, and if I've read all three clues and you get it right, you'll get one point. Um, if I read out all three clues and you can't get it, I will open it up to the floor to get so someone has the opportunity to win a bonus point. Um, I'm going to ask you questions in turn. This is not open to the group. It's in turn. Uh, and you will get three different Who Am I's to have a go at. Uh, so there's no Viking Dan rule, and you can have a guess after each statement. But if you can't get it after the third statement, I will open it up to the floor, like I said. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Crystal. Current Premier League player or ever? Current. Current, okay. Sweet. Current. I- I'm surprised, even though we discussed this in a, in a Costa this afternoon. <laughs> I'm surprised. I, we we had this conversation that this was going to be the quiz, and I'm still surprised. If Duke, if Duke the wins, quiz. then we know why. Shh! <laughs> Don't forget, I bought that coffee. No, I didn't. But you know what I mean. You didn't. Um, right. You let an unemployed man buy yeah, your coffee. You mean, for you. Yeah, that was a good say. No, I didn't. No, I, I gave him. Can I just? I, I gave him. A, we're doing the the podcast extra little anecdote of what happened today in my son's head. I'm not say no more. To be fair, his missus is cooking me a roast next week, so... Yeah. Yes. A spit roast. Wow. Wow. She didn't mention any that. cooking. Quite <laughs> <laughs> a lot of roasting going on. <laughs> right, I've written the names down in no particular order, so I'm going to go in that order. Nerd, you're up first. Come on. Okay, so clue number one for three points, remember. 
I was born on the 4th of January, 1986, in Leeds, which is the club I also started my career at. No. No, why am I doing that? I don't need to do that. (laughs) Um, uh, James Milner. Three points. You see, I thought I'd made this quiz too hard, and then I went back and rewrote some of it. So maybe it's too easy now. But we'll see. (laughs) We'll see, but well done. Three points, sir. Uh, Joe. I was born on the 13th of May, 1993, in Antwerp. Kevin De Bruyne? No. For two points, I made my first team debut in 2009 for Anderlecht, but moved to England, specifically London, two years later. Ooh, it's tough, that is. Two points. Eden Hazard? No, he didn't play for Anderlecht, did he? Correct. For one point now. I'm currently the Belgian national team's all-time top goal scorer. Is it Big Rom? Big Rom for one point. Well played. Good, 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 good one. Forget, is it Chelsea? Yeah, yeah mm. Chelsea first, isn't he? Dupe, you're up. Yo, I was born on the seventeenth of August, nineteen eighty-two, in Manchester, and started my career at Sheffield United. For three points, I can't even work. For my maths, can't even work out how old that would make him. Thirty-seven. Pass. Okay. For two points, I moved to Everton in two thousand and seven for four million pounds. Phil Jagielka. Two points on the board. Well played. Dave, you're up. (laughs) Why not? Yeah, I I, I was born in eighteen (laughs) sixty-two. I was born on the fifteenth of October, nineteen eighty-eight. In Gelsenkirchen. Um, German. This is definitely going to be easier than I'm thinking it is. Um, or is it? He's not going to represent Germany, is he? I'm going to say pass. I'm not sure. Okay, for two points. I started my career at Schalke in 2006 before moving to Werder Bremen in 2008. Oh, Mesut Ozil. Two points, well played. Yeah. <laughs> A little Teach. bit of cheating in the chat there, lads. You're up. <laughs> no cheating, please. No cheating this week after last week's <laughs> shambles. Uh, Prove it. For three points. I was born on the 29th of March, 1991, in Paris... And started my career at Boulogne in 2012. 91 in Paris. Started his career in 2012. In Gay Paris. Three points on the line. Pass. For two points... 
I was a World Cup winner in 2018 with France, playing in midfield. Two points. I'm going to turn Joe's camera off. <laughs> Kante? Angolo Kante, two points. Well played, sir. Well played. Nerd. Our oh. Round one leader on three points. Nerd. I was born on the 31st of October 1997 in Manchester. Rashford. Oh. Great shout. He's got it. Well done. <laughs> this is too easy. This is. Uh, Joe. Fuck off. For three points. <laughs> I fucking got every other one of these on the first go. Joe. You fuck me over. I was hey. born on the 10th of December 1987 in Brest, France. I don't know if you don't believe you. Know, pronounce it. But made my professional debut in 2005 for River Plate. David Trezeguet. Incorrect. <laughs> for two points. I've played most of my career in Europe for clubs such as Real Madrid and Juventus. Hmm. Hmm. Two points. Hmm. I'm going to say Zidane, but can't be. No, it can't be. Uh, for one point, I'm currently on loan playing in West London. Thank you, Chloe. And now it's open to the floor. Ooh. He's fucking screwed me over here, hasn't he? All these others were a piece of piss. Uh, I don't have a Scooby. The, the thing that's thrown me is the whole River Plate. River Plate thing, yeah. But Real Madrid year? and Juve as well. What year, what? what year was he born? 87. Are we all passing? Nah, no, come on, one of us has got to get this. You can all have a guess. <clears throat> it costs you nothing. On loan at West London. In West London. Okay, I'm calling it. He's, oh, fuck's sake. You guess a bonus point. No, it's, no, Gonzalo, it's Gonzalo Higuain. Higuain. Oh, of course. Born in France. You fucking, you're a, you're a <laughs> Just run <laughs> out of it. <laughs> Joke. He's done this a, deliberately. That was a proper curveball. That mm. was. It's because it's because yeah. of your your message last week, Joe. That's what it was. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck the quiz. <laughs> hey, Dupe, you're up. I'm always up. For three points, I was born in Caerphilly, Wales, on the 26th of December, 1990. Mr. Bale. Incorrect. For two points. I made my professional debut in 2006 for Cardiff. 2006 for Cardiff. God. Can I guess the next clue if you don't get it? Hmm. If he doesn't get this one, yeah, you can guess the next clue. 
Ramsey? He's got it. I was going to say, every time I score, a famous person dies. That's literally (laughs) almost word for word what I've written. (laughs) I would have given it away as well. (laughs) Uh, Right, who's up next? Dave, you're up. I know. Dave, for three points. I was born on the 28th of May 1990 in Sheffield and started my career for the Blades in 2008. What year was it again, sorry? Born Nin- in 1990, started his career in 2008. <laughs> it's too late, I think. Too early. Um, Harry Maguire? Incorrect. For two points. I moved to Tottenham in 2009 and stayed there for eight years. Might be a long pod, this one, Matthew. (laughs) No? Oh, Kyle Walker. Correct. Yeah. Two points. Teach? I was born in Walthamstow, London, on the 28th of July, 1993. Looking, you're looking a bit rough your age there, Kurt. Uphill paper round, son. Uphill <laughs> paper. <laughs> you give me, you give me, you give me a, a year and a fucking town, and I'm meant to pluck it out of there. Go on. Question two. Another. I played for Arsenal's youth team before between 2001 and 2002, before moving to Spurs. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> Sol He walks the pitch no. at Wembley. <laughs> oh my! I made my first for one point. I made my first team debut for Spurs in 2009 and have scored 125 Premier League goals. Good old Harry, Harry Kane, one of our own. <laughs> exactly. Nerd. Hello. Right then. For three points, Ned. I was born in southwest London on the 14th of January 1999 and began my youth career at Chelsea in 2006. Why did I not get a something Jeez. at the end of it? I just got a year. Don't Go blame on. the quiz. I'm not going to blame the I, quiz. I swear nerds have been the easiest as well. 1999, though. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's a 90s football. What more do you want? Began his youth career at Chelsea, age seven. <laughs> Oh, um, Hudson Adoy. Incorrect. For oh. two points, I made my professional debut in 2015 for West Ham. Uh. No idea. No idea. For one point, I have three caps for the Republic for of Ireland. Oh, is it Declan Rice? Correct. Joe. For three points, I was born on the 21st of November 1989 in Bradford and started my career at Leeds in 2006. 
three points. Pass. For two points, I moved to Aston Villa in 2009 and then made my England debut in 2014. Pass. For one point, in 2015, I moved to Man City and made the 2018 England Oh, not that fucking mong as well. Fuck him. The fucking Yorkshire tea drinking twat. Hey. Hey. Not you, the other one. Who's the other one? Fabian Delph. Correct. Fuck you and your quizzes. Do a music (laughs) quiz next week, just to fucking liven it up a bit. Good fun. Uh, Dupe, you're up. Uh, I was born on the 1st of September 1989 in Birmingham and started my career at Manchester City. They weren't around that then, were they? (laughs) Go on, pass. Pass. For two points. In 2009, I moved to Chelsea. On a free transfer. Birmingham City to Chelsea. You're gonna have to pass again, mate. For one point, I was one half of a strike partnership dubbed the New SAS. No, come on. The new SAS? Yeah. Shearer. Oh, fucking hell. Just, um, oh. You like Subway? You concentrate on your questions. You're struggling enough, Joe. I'm not doing <laughs> um, anymore. It's all right, mate. Um, I leave you to English. You can't even think of his name. Daniel fucking... I can't think of his surname. Um, oh, Stewage. Correct. Fucking hell. Well played. One point. Dave. Hello. Oh, okay. For three points. I was born in Portugal on the 18th of October, 1993, (laughs) and started my career at Benfica. Uh, How easy is this, man? 93? Cavalero. That's correct. He's pulled it out of the bag. Oh, yeah. Shocker. <laughs> Teach. For three points. I was born in Bath on the 30th of October 1989 and started my career at Plymouth Argyle. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his fucking favourites, hasn't he? Fuck me. It's how, it's how it's drawn. Pass. Two points. My only international appearance was for Austria under 20s in 2008. Ashley Barnes? Yes. It's correct. Yes. (laughs) Big Barnes. How the fuck did you get that? Raz, I've actually written Rip Raz as well. Mm. After that, <laughs> uh, right. So, 
scores are on the doors. Uh, in last place this week is Joe with two points. In joint third this week with five points apiece is Dupe and Teach. And in joint first, so we're going to go to a tie break. Seven points apiece is Nerd and Dave as a party. So basically, I'm just going to read out the clues. First to shout in has a go. You have one guess each on each for each uh, clue. So, first clue. I was born on the 22nd of November 1989 in Greenwich and started my career at Maidstone. Dave. Dave. Chris Smalling. Bastard. He's got it. Such an easy one. He's got it. Come on the boys. Pineapple. Well played. GG. GG. lads. Battle of the hostess with the mostess. That's it. Well, that was, I thought that was really good. Loved it. Um, <laughs> Joe obviously did. <laughs> Four out of five would say would do again, I think. <laughs> you there, um, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> but not to speak okay uh, right I think that brings the end to episode 82 I believe uh, Five Star Potential Podcast can be found on all of the usual platforms Spotify uh, SoundCloud iTunes etc etc um, you can also find the links for each of us at weestreamfm.com and all of the links for this podcast uh, the weestreamfm discord server are all on there anyway uh, this has been Five Star Potential. We should be production. We'll see you all next week. Say goodbye, gents. Goodbye, gents. Adios. Goodbye. Farted. Um, Leave that in. <laughs>